When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Debs, you can't do either. <laughs> can't do both. <laughs> Eight plus NC Davis. Nice. Okay, let's get in here. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's start this out. What's up, Bob Brink? Welcome back, everybody. Let's see. We got seven or eight Debs. Debs is uh, misbehaving as usual. <laughs> uh, fuck a lunatic. Neither. NC Davis, eight plus. Wow. You're going like... You're going whole, whole other side of this thing. Okay. We got nine. Uh, El Turf says nine. Emphasis on the plus. Oh, so you think. So, okay. So if that's the case, nine, eight plus or nine, when do you think this, this thing's going to launch? Because if they do eight, I could see June. <laughs> you know, I could see June, maybe July, if they're going to be doing eight. Um, if it's anything past eight, <sighs> yeah, later this year, that's uh, later this year. That's all you can say. All right, that's all I can say later this year. Um, I, and I don't know when, you know, full disclosure, no idea. Uh, Gunner Clank says seven, Bob Brink says seven. Um, so we got, we got some sevens, we got some eights, we got some nines, eight pluses, I should say. Um, we got some nines. Only 10 days to the FAA delays the review again and see Davis. Yes, where I'm going to get into that a little bit today, too. Um, there's some there's some stuff happening down at Starbase today. Booster 7 possible move today from the launch site to the uh, production site. So uh, let's let's see. Here we go. So this is a road closure for today. Um, Monday. April 18th from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. right here. 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Possible closure. They started making these a little bit more um, apparent what they're going to be doing over the last, I don't know, few, three, three, four weeks. Uh, they started adding a little bit more um, detail to these descriptions as well. So temporary, temporarily an intermittent closure for, in beach open. Like those are kind of kind of newish. Um Closure schedule, beach closed. Like those are things that that's kind of like the normal, but then temporarily an intermittent closure beach open kind of shows that like, okay, you can go down to the beach, but you might get stopped in traffic and you might, you know, be stuck in your lane on highway four for a little bit, or you might get turned around uh, or stopped because they're doing something down there and you might not be able to get to where you want to go. Right. So possible closure, that's kind of a new one too. So possible closure that's today. I mean, 6 a.m., 6 p.m. There's tons of robots down there, tons of reporters down there right now um, just trying to get the shot of Booster 7 rolling away from the uh, launch site to the production site. And I'm possibly going down there in a little bit. I have a, a bunch of uh, – I have three appointments after this show. So I'm going to try to get down there. I don't know if I'll be able to, but I'm going to do my best to get down there. Um, but from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. today, possible move of Booster 7 – uh, to the production facility or because they got the 
the road fixed. They got the road fixed by the production site at Starbase. So there was a huge chunk of uh, road that was dug up um, by the production site. It's about, I don't know, probably like half a mile was dug up by the production site. And you couldn't drive on it. You know, the one you could get on one side of it, you could drive, but it was pretty nasty at that point. So you couldn't move a booster. You couldn't move a rocket. You couldn't move anything down that that's bigger than say the size of a truck, you know, and the, uh, the propellant loads and all that stuff, the cryo loads and all those loads were coming in, um, to the launch site still. And, uh, the, the whole thing was kind of slowed down for a little bit because there was a stop stoplight. Everything was kind of slowed down, but now that road is fixed. It's smooth as butter and you can move your car through it. No big deal. You don't get stopped anymore. And there's no like pulling off to the side of the side of the road to like let some rando in a truck blast through. Like that's why that's what happens sometimes. Um, you know, sometimes the, the, the people that are just like, they're just wild at Starbase. Like, I swear, every time I go down there, I see somebody who's even like crazier than before. Uh, but there's like wild people that go down to Starbase because it's 30 miles out in the middle of nowhere, like literally out in the middle of nowhere. Like there's nothing down there other than Starbase and the beach. So um, those people go, they blast through. So like I was on, I was coming through, uh, you know, going out of Starbase the other day, some guy in a truck, I don't know who it was, but some dude just like blasted in like towards Starbase, totally skipped the light, just went right through. And he was driving off road off the side of the road, which is not like that's my car wouldn't do it. Like he had a big beefy truck. So he was just like, I'm just going to blast through this thing. So he drove past and I drove out and I was like, uh, what is this dude doing? You know, so that's fixed. So you can, you can drive a booster on there. So it's possible. It's possible that SpaceX will be moving booster seven from the launch site to the rocket garden today, or they're going to be moving it to the production facility to do, um, the engines, add engines, and maybe add some grid fins to it. So could they be moving booster four out of the, uh, out of the launch site towards the bays to take those grid fins off so they can use them on booster seven. That's a total possibility. Um, I didn't, I haven't seen any other grid fins down there. Um, and will they be attaching the grid fins before they get ready for launch? You know, like when they, when they're doing these pressure tests and they're doing the, the cryo tests and all that stuff and the, you know, all the tests before the launch, will they be adding the grid fins before the next set of them or, um, or will they be waiting until booster eight? So booster eight in the Bay right now getting constructed. I've seen with my own two eyes, the construction of booster seven and booster eight are very similar, but booster eight, um, is a, uh, head and shoulders above as far as construction, actual construction, of the steel. So that what I'm saying is the construction of booster seven, uh, not perfect booster eight, much better, much, much better than booster seven. So in my opinion, I think they're going to skip booster seven, move on to booster eight. So why would you put the engines on booster seven and why would you put the grid fins on booster eight? If, um, 
or why would you put the grid fans and uh, engines on booster seven if booster eight is in a much better place than booster seven? And you can't tell from these shots, unfortunately, but I've zoomed in really, really close on the bottom of booster seven. And there are some kind of wavy parts of the metal um, that I've seen. And uh, booster eight, as far as I know, I haven't seen any of that stuff. So booster seven is brilliant. It's beautiful. But booster eight, maybe they're better shot. And, um, you know, like NC Davis says, it might be it might be a better option to go even further than booster eight. See what the enhancements will be like for booster nine. Iterative design. Iterative design is the key to making Starship uh, fly faster. But if they keep iterating so fast, they just they keep catching up to it themselves. So booster eight is going to catch up to booster nine or booster nine is going to catch up to booster eight by the time it's done testing. So why would they use booster eight? Instead of using booster nine, you know, like when does it stop? <laughs> when do you cut the cord and say no more iterations? We're going to test this one and then we're going to move on from there. And then from there, um, you know, kind of kind of just, OK, push these ones, keep building these things, but continue testing. And it really is a cutoff of like what what's the big design flaw of booster seven? We're not sure. We don't know. We don't know exactly how Booster 7 did with the test. It looked great. All the tests so far looked amazing. But um, um, the um, – the, uh, what was I going to say? I totally lost my train of thought. Yeah, the Booster 7 looks amazing. But um, Booster 8 might be way better. Booster 9 might be way better than 8. But where's the cutoff? You know, like, where's the cutoff of Booster 8, Booster 9? What's the process? What are the pieces of Booster 9 that are much better than Booster 8 and Booster 7? We're not sure yet. So we're going to be doing uh, some analysis on this in the future. Um, once we get more information about Booster 9, we haven't really seen anything for Booster 9 yet. But Booster 8 and Booster 7 look very similar. So it's possible they do Booster 7. I mean, it's really up in the air right now. What are they going to do? I mean, it's up to you guys too. Like, what what do you think they're going to do? Booster seven or eight? Um, I think it's going to be eight, but possibly, like NC Davis said, eight plus. It could be much further down the line. They could wait till ten. Who knows? Um, but also another thing we got to look at. Look at this. Got to show you this uh, today, right here in progress right now. The Endangered Species Act. Uh, consultation for the uh, PEA for SpaceX's Starbase um, moving forward with the upgrades and, or sorry for the launch. And um, right now this is due on the 21st, which is three days from now. And then the section 106 review is due on the 21st as well. So between the 18th today and the 21st, we have a few days before this and then the full thing is due on the 28th. We'll see if it gets completed on the 21st. Hmm. Interesting. But if we see what's happening in the next few days um, at Starbase and let's see what's happening with the, the PEA, we'll, we'll understand kind of what's going to be the process. Are they going to stop this thing? Are they going to postpone it again? Do they need more information from different parts of the government? We'll see in the next uh, the next few days what's happening with the Endangered Species Act consultation 
um, D-O-I-F-W-S. And if you click through this, it just goes to the same page, unfortunately. So they don't give you, they don't give you like a high level of what's happening here, like what this actually is uh, in the section 106 review too. It's in a couple days. So we'll see what's happening with that. Um, and I'll keep an eye out for that stuff. And it's going to be, it's going to be a telltale sign of what's going on at Starbase in the next few months. If they'll be launching Elon says they might be ready in May. That's another thing. Like when Elon says ready in May and booster seven and booster eight are so close, would they, or could they, um, just test booster seven enough so they could launch it just so they could get a launch off just to test this thing. It, like I said before, when, it, what's the cutoff? So here's one of the other things that's down here at Starbase at this point. Um, this is from the, the, uh, stakeholder agreement from the FAA. Um, the operational closures. This is one of the things that's important for SpaceX to pass this. Um, and some people, you know, this is a big document. This is a big, big document. It's 21 pages long. It's hard to read. You know, it's boring. You know, so a lot of people haven't even taken a look at this thing. But there are uh, there are a few uh, things that I'd like to touch on as far as that goes. Operational closures, um, very important for local law enforcement and local SpaceX employees and local people to have a system in place um, for the road closures, operational closures, because this is public land. Like SpaceX's operational facilities aren't public land, but the beach and everything surrounding Highway 4 is all endangered species and public land. So the beach, go to the beach, miles of sandy white beaches, beautiful beaches, right on the Gulf of Mexico, and then the endangered species right there um, on either side. It's a, it's, a, it's a place where nobody goes. There's, there's markers wherever you go on the road um, to show that you can't go over there. <laughs> like, you just can't go over there. And people don't understand that like, you can't just wander off because um, you can't just wander over because uh, it's against the law. So it's it's a protected area. You can't go over there. And Elon Musk and SpaceX have to make sure that they protect that land and they protect the, the people that go there to enjoy the beach. Hey, Debs, thanks so much for that super chat. Um, I just want to remind everybody that all the super chats that are in this chat or on this channel or super likes, super thanks and thumbs up really do help out the channel. So if you're here right now, please take a second, like the channel, subscribe. And we can talk more about SpaceX and Starbase in the future. I do these every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and also go down to Starbase and do live streams from there and get a lot of footage from there. So all these things really help the show. So thanks, Debs. I really do appreciate that. That's awesome. Now, let's do uh, let's get into this operational. Uh, you know, it's it's not that fun. I just want to let you guys know that it's not that fun. So let's try to make it as fun as possible. Um, operational closures. Um, um, operational closures for the purposes of the PEA, the FAA defines an operational closure as follows. A closure begins when local law enforcement under the direction of an order from the Cameron County commissioner's court shuts. This show is brought to you by Backblaze. I use Backblaze to back up my podcast, my video files, all of my writing stuff and all my photos. And you get unlimited computer backup from Macs and PCs for just $7 a month. You can back up your own documents, photos, videos, drawings, projects, 
all of your data and access your backed up data from anywhere in the world using the web app. And you can access the files on your mobile too. iOS, Android apps, all covered. And this is the cool part. This is my favorite part. You can restore it by mail. A hard drive will come to your house with all your data shipped to your door. It could come to your business too. And you can restore return refund program. So you can buy a hard drive restore, send the hard drive back within 30 days and get a full refund. So basically they ship you this hard drive and then you ship it back and you don't ever pay for it, which is the perfect program for somebody who has huge files and you don't want to waste days and days downloading terabytes and teraflops of data. And if you're worried about accidentally deleting your files, two bucks extra a month, you can increase your retention history to one year. And I use it for all of my video files. It comes in super handy. So $7 plus $2, $9 a month, and you get everything backed up. Ease of mind for up to a year. And if you use the URL backblaze.com slash Elon, you get a fully featured 15 day, no credit card required free trial. Check it out, play with it, start protecting yourself from potential bad times. Back your stuff up. It's recommended by the New York Times, Inc., Macworld, PC World, LifeWire, Wired, Tom's Guide, 9 to 5 Mac, and more. And it's recently been listed on the NASDAQ Stock Exchange under BLZE, so you know they're legit. Backblaze is committed more than ever to bringing easy and affordable data storage that you can trust. Don't be that person that forgot to back up their important files. We've got your back. Sign up for a free 15-day trial. No credit card required. Go there, sign up, play with it. It's really powerful and it's really easy to use. So go to backplays.com slash Elon. Backplays.com slash Elon. Backplays.com slash Elon. Down Highway 4 in Boca Chica Beach for a tank test, wet dress rehearsal, static fire engine test, or launch. A closure ends when the operation is completed and local law enforcement opens State Highway 4 in Boca Chica Beach again. So, okay, pretty straightforward. Whenever they do like big time tests, pressure tests, cryo tests, wet dress rehearsals, static fire tests, tank tests, launches, etc., um, that's when the FAA says, okay, this is this is an operational closure. So, um, here's a little bit more. Um, information about the closure area here. But let's go a little bit through this because um, this is another operational part of the the uh, Starbase facility. Tank tests, wet dress rehearsal, static fire tests, and launches suborbital and orbital would require restricted public access to the vicinity of the VLA and securing uh, land and water areas as part of public safety requirements. Areas on that land would be closed to public access is referred to as the closure area. Um, so the closure area includes an area of Boca Chica Beach ranging from Brownsville shipping channel south to the Mexican border. Uh, the Brownsville shipping channel uh, would be temporarily restricted during orbital flight launches and some orbital launch. It's some suborbital launches, but not restricted during tank tests and wet dress rehearsals or static fire engine tests. Okay. So yeah, let's, let's, talk about that for a second too. But first I have to thank uh, James. Thanks so much. Love your coverage. Keep it up. Can't wait to see this new BR 99 <laughs> sticks lift off soon, uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah, that's going to be uh, amazing. You get a starship, you get a starship landing and then you get a starship flight and we also get a recovery. So with, that's even better working on a recovery right now of the booster, but right now we just get a full on straight up landing for you. So thank you so much. I'm trying to add a, trying to add a, um, 
a, a Mechazilla on there too. I think that'd be pretty fun. But right now you get a regular Starship. So thanks so much, James, for that super chat. Um, anybody else who wants to support the show, thank you so much for that. I appreciate you, of course. Um, so also, let's take a second. Um, let me get this up here for you. Uh, we're partnering with Yours app as well, and they help us out. So I want to show you guys this, the Yours app, Mindfulness Made Easy. They help us out a ton. Uh, the partnering with the show, Mindfulness Made Easy. It's for your mind, body, and soul. Uh, there's music, there's um, meditations, there's help with your sleep, and you get a team of experts that help you out uh, with psychology stuff. So there's uh, a team of expert psychologists on board, over 300 activities, sleep, meditation, body, music, psychology, advice. Uh, try yours premium uh, for free for seven days. Go to yoursapp.com slash space, the word space, yoursapp.com slash space, and you get 60% off. So check it out. Uh, that's cool. I use it when I go to sleep. So it's really cool. If I need some help with something, I can access that. Um, I haven't yet, but it would be great. Uh, maybe if I'm you know, having a rough go sometime, uh, check this out. Expert psychologists if I need them. So they're on hand. If you need it, uh, check it out. Yoursapp.com slash space. Now let's get back into the chat real quick. Um, need a fog-free starship. Yeah, Debs, I agree with you. 100% agree with you. <laughs> 100% because this just isn't going to cut it. <laughs> this just isn't going to cut it. Um, why do they even have a head of schedule on that legend? This is government work. We don't need that mess. Yeah, exactly. What's up, Passing Wind? How you doing? Um, uh, Etsy Davis says, I just noticed you moved the logo away from the screen share. Thanks for taking the feedback. Oh yeah. Thanks man. Yeah. I did that this morning. I took that feedback and I was like, okay, so if this is going to make the user experience better, going to make it better for everybody. No fog in Florida. Yeah. See, that's another thing passing wind. The, the SpaceX launch facility in Florida for Starship is coming along really great. And they've learned all their lessons that they need to learn right now from the Boca Chica site. So moving forward, going to the, uh, you know, the Florida site, super important, but that's a whole other discussion. So we have this. So this is the closure here. I want to, I want to zoom in on this if I can. Soft checkpoints, hard checkpoints, this whole area here, this whole yellow area is uh, SpaceX personnel only and landowner and SpaceX personnel in the purple, purplish pink zone. Yeah. So anybody who's, uh, you know, who has land there, a uh, landowner and SpaceX personnel, no personnel at the launch site, basically no personnel got to clear it out. It's all remote, by the way, there's nobody down there when they do these tests, there's nobody down there. Um, you know, sometimes there, there might be personnel nearby, but outside of this restricted zone blast danger area is right here along this this kind of curve here, right where uh, the no personnel zone is in this area by the in the yellow here. So they they just want to make sure that nobody's in that area when they do these tests. Um, you know, there's and of course they go on and on and on about detail about environmental consequences, construction. You know, they're talking about VLA parking lots, liquid uh, natural gas uh, pretreatment system, a liquefier. Uh, payload processing facility, et cetera, et cetera. 
no action alternative under the no action alternative the faa would not issue no new experimental permits or licenses to spacex for any test of or launch operations at boca chica launch site um spacex could conduct missions of the starship prototype launch vehicle as authorized by the current license lrlo 2119 the license expires may 27th 2022 that's pretty close that's about a month away a month and a few days. The alternative provides the basis for comparing the environmental consequences of the proposed actions. So basically, if they don't get this new one, they can operate under the current license, and then they have to gonna they're gonna have to redo the current license, May 27th, 2022. And I'm sure they're on top of that because they don't want to lose that license and have it lapse. So they're on top of that license where they can do suborbital flights and as much testing as they're currently doing as well. So Moving forward, SpaceX will be doing, you know, those kind of tests. But the other kind of tests, eh, we're kind of, you know, we're, we're waiting on that to see what happens with the environmental assessment. Um, so uh, Passing Wind says, uh, only negative to Florida is the lack of access. Yeah, it's tough because there there is not as much, they won't be able to do as much R&D in Florida. And there's also launch schedules that they have to compete with other uh, launch providers with too. You know, like SpaceX, eventually Blue Origin, all the NASA flights, et cetera. I said, like down the line, uh, ULA, et cetera. So it's like they do this stuff at uh, you know at Starbase because they could do it really fast. They can do iterative design super fast. So get all this stuff done at Starbase, Boca Chica, Texas, and then from there move everything over to Florida because it works. You know, and they know how to produce a starship perfectly. And then they just move all the facilities over to Florida and they'll continue operations in Boca Chica through the future. But um, if this FAA thing doesn't go through, it's going to be a huge letdown. I mean, it's already been a letdown for a lot of people um, that are following this, you know, following SpaceX and following Boca Chica and following Starbase and Starship. Um, huge letdown that they postponed it so long. Like I moved here in September, you know, I moved here in September of 2021 because the the idea was that they were going to get everything ready to go for an orbital flight soon after September or October, you know, September, October of last year. I moved here in September and I was like, yeah, man, I got to, I got to see this launch. So I hurried down here, you know, because everyone was super excited about it. So I hurried. I knew there was probably going to be a postponement. Uh, I didn't know it was going to be this long. <laughs> like, I didn't expect it to be this long. I'm stoked to be here, but the uh, the fact that I had to wait, you know, seven months or whatever it is, seven or eight months, I'm like, wow. Could you imagine being in SpaceX's place where this is all you do? Like, this is what you want to do. So you're moving forward, mitigating those circumstances of the FAA, the PEA, and now you got to move forward and just keep building and keep building and building and building. It must be, um, you know, it must be really daunting task to keep moving forward it must be kind of draining too because you you know you're doing something for boca chica you know like all the surrounding area but also you know this stuff's going to move to florida eventually because the the pea doesn't go through eventually which is unfortunate you know so uh what's up jeff how you doing hope everyone had a great weekend by the way and i know people are still recovering from the weekend so uh myself included sort of um i had a, a good night last night. So, uh, 
I was I was actually thinking about um, postponing this show for a second. Then I was like, wait, what? No, I can't do that because we're back on schedule Monday, Wednesday and Friday at noon. So stay tuned. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. Make sure to like this this video, because the more likes we get, um, the better off the next stream becomes put a lot of effort into all these streams and all the all the information that I bring to you. And also, um, you know, the production quality and stuff has been upped recently because of your help. Like literally because you're up, I couldn't have moved to Brownsville without your help and every single like every single sub, everything hundred percent helps. Like you don't think it does, you know, you think it might be a small thing. Like one like doesn't really matter, but it really does. Because if we go from like 30 likes to 50 likes, that's a big jump. So, um, thank you for everybody who's been liking the video and liking the stream today, guys. I really do appreciate it. Um, Jeff says, just sitting here building fishing lures. Nice. That's cool. Summer's coming. Fishing season's coming. If it's not already there, I see people fishing all the time down at, um, Boca Chica beach. Yeah. Like I see people, uh, I was there on Easter on Sunday and there were tons of people down at the beach at one point and just fisher people. I don't know what you want to call them. People that fish, uh, they had their big old rods sticking out of the back of their truck and, uh, they're going down to the down to the beach and then coming back through, you know, just going crazy. It was awesome. I loved it. I'd love to see that stuff down there because, um, you know, it's it's one thing that you go down to see rockets. Right. And then you see the humanity of it all. You see people doing their thing and just going past the rockets, not caring. You know, they don't care. NC Davis, thanks so much for the super chat. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you and all the support you've been given through this whole time. Um uh, hi from Peoria, Illinois on a cold, gloomy day. Thanks for keeping me entertained. Heck yes. Awesome. I know what those glo gloomy cold days are like. I'm from the Northeast. So being down here in the hot Texas sun, uh, down at Starbase and the surrounding area, uh, so cool that, uh, I can bring this to you and I'm so happy that I can entertain you. So thank you so much for that. I really do appreciate it. And it means a lot. It really does. Uh, Jeff Francis says year round building them. Yes, totally. Totally. They just build stuff um, all the time, you know, all the time. Holy cow. Happy Cappy. There you go. You get a starship. Hey, well, do you think they will be uh, uh, do anything with B4S20 this Wednesday? 420, maybe bring it down to the production facility. Be an SBI this week and hope to see some kind of uh, 420 homage. Yes, homage. The homage to 420 would be sick. The road closures don't show it, though. So unfortunately, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to, I mean, we might, we might get a road closure on the 20th. That would be great. That'd be awesome. 420 would be sweet. Parade 420 down. I mean, if they're going to do it, that's the day, right? Like, so it might be a good idea to kind of like get ready. I got all my equipment ready. It would be really sweet to be there with all my cameras and just like set up five tripods with a GoPro, my phone, uh, a camcorder, uh, my studio camera. I have an M50 camera. I get a 200 millimeter lens. I got a 600 millimeter lens. I got a 75. So like set them all up in like a, a like a dome shape <laughs> and just wait. <laughs> that would be sweet. Yes, that would be amazing. So that means people can be on site. Elon must have something, but I really hope he does. I really hope he does. That would be, that would be awesome. I didn't even think about that. That would be, that'd be amazing. 
Uh, of course. He thanks so much for that super chat too, by the way. That's really, really, really sweet of you. Um, so I can continue to do these shows. Really, really nice of you. Thank you so much. Um, now, uh, one more thing. There's always one more thing, right? So Polaris, the Polaris project. Oh, so cool. So cool. So Space Technologies Laboratory team has named the camera project Llamas, literally looking at more astronauts in space. Check this out. Polaris Dawn Commander Rose, uh, Rookie Isaacman visited Embry-Riddle last Friday, speaking to students and checking out the university's space technologies lab, where their student team is working on a camera system to film the first commercial spacewalk. So this is crazy, the spacewalk. I want to talk about this, too. So there's Jared with the team. Had a little panel, talked about stuff. He's such a good ambassador for this stuff. Such a good ambassador. Um, the Rook chilling with all the team. So cool. Dude with the longboard. I didn't even see that guy before. I checked this photo out earlier and I was like, yeah, that's cool. Like it's a cool photo. And then I didn't even see that guy. All right. Rad. Good. Shred it up, dude. Uh, and then Jared's awkwardly standing in the middle with his flight suit on. <laughs> Jared. I love that guy. I love Jared. He's awesome. Uh, but yeah, like he's got his whole flight suit on and everyone else is just like chilling. They're just wearing regular clothes. <laughs> He's in uniform. That's awesome, dude. Good job, Jared. That's so cool. Uh, but look at this little llama. I hope this is the zero G indicator. Oh, this is a zero G indicator for the Players Project. Um, they're going to be doing the first commercial spacewalk with this camera setup. The camera project llamas literally looking at more astronauts in space. <laughs> literally, like, what a cool name for this thing literally looking at more astronauts in space it's just it's goofy like the whole space industry like everyone that works in the space industry is kind of um like super intelligent you know like they're they're very smart people and also they have good sense of humor so literally looking at more astronauts in space so i've heard a few things about the um the first commercial astronaut um players project and it, they're working on, and I want to show you this too. Um, oh yeah, look at that. This should be your zero G indicator. I have to find the actual tweet, and I think this is it. Let me find the tweet here because I, I'm a little bit. I I picked the wrong one. Let me get this out of here. Then we'll do this. Then we'll do this, and then I'll figure it out for you guys if it'll load. Um, is twitterdown.com um it's not loading the post but anyway basically they said um they're working on eva suits iva slash eva suits says uh isaacman so let me let me get this down here there we go so this is the tweet that i want to show you guys there we go and load um somebody asked space shuttle i'm like when will we see get to see the design of the EVA suit and the general plan for the EVA? I understand it will be a Gemini-style EVA where the other crew members will be exposed to the vacuum for the full duration of the spacewalk. You're inside of a capsule, inside of a dragon capsule, and then somebody goes out for the spacewalk. You have to be in this capsule, in your suit, for this kind of EVA. In the capsule, in your suit, buckled in, top of the dragon opens and then somebody like 
flings himself out of the dragon, uh, does their spacewalk, doesn't really fling, but they, they climb out cautiously and they do their spacewalk. All the while, you're inside the dragon while they do the spacewalk, exposed to the dangers of space. It is not a safe place out there. You could get very hurt and or killed. So something like that, super scary. You have to be on top of your game. The, the spacewalker has to be on top of their game. Everybody has to be on top of their game. But these suits have to be absolutely beautiful. So we were just on site. This is Jared Azimir tweeting back. We we're just on site for mission planning discussions, including updates on suit dev. We visited suit lab and hopefully pictures released soon. So We'll stay tuned to Jared Isaacman's pictures. Uh, SpaceX making great progress on IVA to EVA transformation. New materials for durability, thermal MMOD. New joints for mobility, safety features. So the thing that we saw before, um, the dome that we saw for the last Jared Isaacman flight, the um, I think it's the biggest window in space at that point. Biggest single window in space. That was kind of the precursor to this airlock system that they're going to be using the flip top of the dragon capsule. So they're going to have something like this available where the, the top of it flips open and somebody climbs out, does an EVA. This is terrifying. Doesn't EVA while everybody else is in their IVA suits, um, the intervehicular um, suits. And then somebody has an extra vehicular suit and they go outside and everybody else sees inside. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. But I think it's so cool that Jared is uh, keeping us informed. You know, like this stuff is important. This is important for future spaceflight. So Jared doing this and saying like, hey, yeah, we're going to release some pictures soon. Uh, yeah, I want to see him. I think everybody else wants to see him too. So let me know what you think. Like, do you think that's absolutely terrifying? <laughs> let me know. Because it sounds terrifying. I don't want to. I don't want to be part of that. I would want to watch it, but I don't want to be part of it. I'm going to be holding my breath the whole time. They're going to be up there in their suits. They're going to be totally fine. They're going to have oxygen coming in, but I'm going to be the one passing out down here because I'm holding my breath and that's not good. So I'm not going to do that. Actually, I'm just going to, just going to breathe calmly and I'm going to be all right. So when they do this EVA, I hope they have footage of it. You know, what's going to happen though, there's not going to be a live feed. What they're going to do is they're going to record it with a million GoPros and high high uh, end cameras, and when they do, uh, when they get the footage, they're going to take the footage and release it in a Netflix documentary, like they normally do. But there there will be YouTube stuff too, I'm sure. And SpaceX, if SpaceX doesn't do this live on their channel, or if the Polaris Project doesn't do this live on their, um. You know, if they don't do this on their YouTube channel, I think it would be a disservice that they don't do this live. It's 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 a big, it's it's an important step forward with human spaceflight for a private EVA. But also, if something goes wrong, what could happen? You know, like how how catastrophic would that be for the spaceflight industry if something were to go wrong during the first private EVA? You know. Um, yeah, that it would be it would be devastating. So keeping the footage um, for the future is cool, and maybe releasing it when you know an hour after they're done or whatever would be great. Um, some photos would be cool too, but also doing it live is sort of dangerous for PR. So it looks 
I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with that footage, but I, I just need to see it. I think it's going to be so cool, especially something like a Gemini um, EVA where everyone's inside and the hatch is open. Like, how does that work? That's crazy. I want to get some footage of that. There is, there's definitely some footage on NASA's website, and I'll, I'll dig it up and um, I'll post it on my Twitter at Space News Pod on Twitter, and I'll post it up there today. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Um, it's gonna be, it's gonna be crazy though when they do this thing. Um, we need a a build a bear starship rocket. <laughs> Jeff says, "Hey, what's up, Neil? Uh, forced acronyms are the best." Uh, wrote a program for a doctor's office once and managed to figure out how to call it Davis. Oh, nice. <laughs> Sneaky. Do you know if there will uh, be another mini docuseries like they did for Inspiration 4 on Netflix or anywhere else? I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm act- I've actually been in um, contact with the production company that did the last one about Bob and Doug. And um, I'm I'm looking for answers. So I'm looking into that. Um, hey, Michael, what's up, Michael Maxey? Um, put a suit on like the astronauts. That way you don't have to hold your breath. I have the, I have the jacket, the NASA jacket, but I don't have a suit, uh, unfortunately. Whew. There we go. Um, Michael says, have a nice Easter weekend. I had a great um, a great um, weekend, actually. I had a really chill weekend. I was really, ha- I was really happy this weekend. It was really good. I hope you had a good weekend, too. Um, NASA space flight needs a drone camera in space following dragon. Yes, Neil, they need, they need all the robot cameras. (laughs) They just need like all the robot cameras and they need like a a crew of five or six people with cameras on the ground. Of course, pointing telescopes at the the crew dragon the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, they have a ton of people, man. It's, it's crazy. And they have a ton of robots. So it's really, it's really neat. Like they cover everything really great. Um, what's up, Ron? How you doing? Uh, I think that was like all the content I had for today, all the things that I wanted to share with you guys, the players program. There's one more thing that I'm like, I'm tentative about showing you guys because it's an SLS thing. Um, uh, but there's, there's a, like, there was one of the the team of SLS that's, uh, that had some words to say about the negative people that talk about SLS. And I guess I'll show it to you. Uh, just give me a second to find it here. I know there, I know it's here somewhere. I just got to find it. Um, where did I put that? Yeah, right there it is. So uh, let me look in the chat real quick. Happy Cappy says, did you see that short clip for everyday astronaut from top of launch tower? Yeah. Yeah. I I was like, dude, that's so cool. But I'm also afraid of heights. So I, if Elon invited me up there, I would go up there, but I'd have like a parachute on. <laughs> I'd have a parachute. I'd be like, yo, Elon, can we go down now? Please. I wouldn't even look. I'd be like, I know you're, I know you're over here and I know I have a, a job to do. Uh, to film you, but I'm just going to kind of point the camera in your general direction and just close my eyes and know that I'm 400 feet plus off the ground. And it's only on like a, a, a steel beam, you know, like it's just on like steel grate. <laughs> yeah. So I've seen it. It's huge. And I know how high he was. So yeah, Tim Dodd is the man for going up there. Tim is just like, that's a whole other level that I don't know if I'd be able to do. So my, my, my fear of heights would probably be like, Hey, Elon, can we just do this down at like stage zero? Like it's not as high, but can we just go like to, to the launch deck? That would be cool too. And I'm sure Tim got all that footage too. I'm sure they were up there doing that. Michael Max says dragon has a problem with the big loop comms during AX one docking. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not good. Um, five XL outdoors says I'm surprised Elon hasn't made a space drone. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised he hasn't made a um like a a drone that pops out of a dragon, you know, like pops out of a dragon and films from outside. I don't know how they would do that though. They'd just have to use propulsion and that would be an interesting model to bring to them. Say, hey man, you want this footage from space? Uh I have a drone. You know, I could build it or we can build it. The team can build it. I wouldn't build it. I don't know what I'm doing. Um yeah, NASA's dragging SLS back into the garage for repair is happy. Yeah, uh, I too am afraid, but I would have to force myself. Yeah, I would too, ma- happy. Yeah, Mac- Michael, I am, I'm right there with you. They're dragging it back. They're dragging it back for repairs, for testing and repairs. Maybe cold gas and disposable. Yeah, maybe. Elon, I've got a great, I've got a green screen. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can we just come to my place? Elon, come on. Just, it's only one flight. You know, I'm on the second floor. <laughs> it's not that high up. <laughs> got a green screen. We can just pretend. <laughs> you just stand in front of the green screen. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll Photoshop in uh, stage zero. Maybe I should do that as a goof sometime. Um, yeah, maybe that'd be fu- kind of funny. It's live from the uh, live from the grounds of Starbase, <laughs> live from underneath Booster Seven. Um, so there's one more tweet I want to show you guys. Um, SLS a test vehicle, except uh, expect issues. Yeah, you know it's it's first round. You know Pathfinder for the rest of them. So I'm expecting a you know maybe another year delay for SLS. Um, I mean these things these things happen. And maybe it's going to be on time, but if you expect it to be that far out and then they get it done before then, you're like, oh, wow, good job. But if you uh, if you expect them to get it done in June and then they're done in August or next year sometime, then you're like, dude, come on. What's up? Um, SLS stands for ship leaks severely. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. SLS is not a test vehicle. It's a launch vehicle for Orion. It's one and done. Yeah. I mean, that too. It's it's one of those things where it's like, man, you got you got this you got this rocket that's gonna be it's 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 kind of both though. You know, it's like it's a test vehicle for the future SLS missions. Because if this one doesn't work, or if this one works, and then they'll figure out what's wrong with it or what's not wrong with it. And then they'll move forward with that. So it's kind of like, I don't know. It's, I think it's kind of both. It's the first iteration. So always the first one is kind of weird and uh, they're never, they're never perfect. So speaking of SLS, uh, Taylor hose at Taylor hose, Artemis closeout crew lead Orion CSM flight tech, MS space studies, astronomy, amateur astrophotographer thoughts are my own Artemis closeout crew lead. Orion CSM flight tech, somebody that works on the SLS, somebody that works on Artemis. The amount of SLS haters is really depressing. We have pretty uh, put so much of our lives into this vehicle so we can take humanity back to the moon and people try to tear us down every step of the way. It doesn't matter. SLS is going. We are going. Uh, yeah, so they're still sticking with their guns. Taylor is one of those people, um, you know, saying basically, hey, we're going to keep going. We don't care. We're going to keep building it because that's what we do. Um, so we don't care about the haters. Haters going to hate. I also, I posted be below, haters going to hate SLS is important no matter the current cost. Sure, it's a lot of money, but the amount of human knowledge from exploration is immeasurable. Knowledge is power, as they say. So basically, they're saying, man, just what are you doing? Come on. What are you doing? Just stop being a hater. 
SLS haters. Really depressing. Yeah. So, and I've, I've experienced my, uh, like, uh, an amount of haters um, for the channel. There's always some funny comments from haters that are just like, you don't know anything, you know, or whatever, whatever it is, you know, just like the, the haters going to hate kind of people. And you're just like, eh, whatever. Um, but it's, it's, it, it's bad when people hate on something that could possibly send people to Mars in the future. You know, it's a lot of money. You know, it's billions and billions and billions of dollars, tens of billions of dollars they spend on this thing. But the amount of money that they spend on it compared to what we get out of it, you know, if this helps us move forward from Earth to, say, Mars, um, any amount of money is worth it, in my opinion. And it's usually the people that don't um, understand that, like, the sacrifices you have to make in order to get to the point that you need to get to, um, those are immeasurable. You know, like you can't really put a, a, a price tag on the um, monetary value of human exploration. And I've said this numerous times before, but it's like the people that have explored the earth, you know, have explored the oceans, have all across the seas, found new continents, learned new things. The people that have uh, found out that the moon actually exists and that we orbit a, a star, you orbit the sun. That's immeasurable. How much money did that take? You know, how much time did that take? It's immeasurable. And the money that they spent going into those things, that's, you know, it's a ton of money. And the future of humanity, you know, it kind of rests on us maybe being able to hop from planet to planet in the future future, not anytime soon, because we're not going to be doing any hops anytime soon. Um, but this is the beginning and we're very baby stages, like the crawling stages of that sort of exploration phase. And we got to figure it out. You know, humans, we don't think in, we usually don't think in thousands of years or 10,000 years or even 100 years because we only last 80 years per person. So we don't think what's going to happen in 200 years, 300 years, 400 years, 1,000 years, whatever, 10,000 years. We don't think that far ahead that like these things that we're doing now will impact the future of humanity as a whole. So a lot of these people, um, you know, they don't think that far ahead, but you have to take it all in and you have to put it into perspective. Like, man, this is important, like super important. And if this works, gets us back to the moon. We learn how to build things in situ on other um, celestial bodies move on to Mars, we move on to outer planets, we move on from there out of the solar system, we move into the galaxy, we move farther and farther out into the universe. Eventually, you know, thousands of years from now, 10,000 years from now, and this and, you know, the technology that we're using now is the baby technology. You know, this is like, we're in a crib, we got a little baba, we're shaking our rattle, and we're little babies. We're going to grow up into a human, a real human, a real person that does real things. And that's kind of where we are right now with SLS, with Starship, all that stuff. It's kind of like, okay, we stalled out you know, for 50 years or whatever. And now we're going back because, you know, politics, basically. Basically politics. They don't want to spend the money anymore. So, yeah, it's... It's annoying to see these people hate on something so amazing like this because they don't realize that 
you know, people are actually building this stuff too. And also J.R. Moore, I see that super chat. You get a Starship launch for that. I'm getting older. I'm ready to see boots on Mars in my lifetime. It's time to do this. J.R. Moore, I agree with you. 1,000%. I want to see boots on Mars. I want to see people on Mars. I think everyone in this chat wants to see people on Mars. Everyone that likes spaceflight wants to see people on Mars, wants to see humans leave Earth and not just go on you know, a short trip, low earth orbit trip. You know, I think it's important that we keep moving forward. We keep moving little by little. Uh, this is an iterative process. Again, like these, these little changes that we do, SLS, Starship, maybe the next one's bigger. Maybe we build a ship in orbit, you know, and then we move that, we push that out further into the solar system because they have more systems that can sustain life. Um, you know, Starship, and SLS is just the beginning of that. Um, and also, you know, Blue Origin ships too. Like those are huge. Those are super heavy rockets. And maybe that's the, the future. And I don't want to leave anybody out. You know, like everybody else is making big rockets too. But those are things that are going to be important in the future. Uh, but you just have to see it. You have to see it. Like you have to expand your head a little bit and say, hey, um, this isn't about me. This isn't about me. This is about the kids 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 down the line the generation this is a generational project as opposed to just me stop being selfish that's what i'm saying this is about everybody else this isn't about you this isn't about me this is about everybody else beyond us like i said seven generations down the line they'll look back at this and they'll say oh look at that stupid rocket that they built that thing sucked <laughs> and then now they're going to be on some multi-generational ship going like further out the solar system. They're going to be like, wow, SLS was like a piece of junk compared to what we got. You know, it's like you look back at, um, you know, early hand crank cars or early flight, you know, the Wright brothers flight compared to a Falcon nine. What the heck? You know, like freaking things, a piece of junk, <laughs> right? Brothers, right. Brothers can't even go <laughs> like a football field, you know, like they can't, they can barely go a hundred yards. So, but now we're sending people back to the moon and future generations will be going further on. So that's, that's what this is about. So this, the hater Taylor, um, you know, I'm like my piece of advice, just whatever, ignore them. They're stupid. So, <laughs> That's all I'm saying. There's my diatribe about uh, giant rockets for today. <laughs> so thanks, everybody, for listening in on that. Um, let's see. Where are we at here? J.R. Moore. They say SLS is faulty. Problems are just like with Boeing Starliner. Yeah, there's there's some problems. They're going to run into some um, um, the problems that they have now. You know, they have to move it back to the garage. And they have to fix that stuff up. <laughs> so... They'll figure out what it is, and hopefully they'll get the part fixed, and they'll get that area fixed, and they'll, um, you know, they'll they'll move forward with that design. You know, they'll move forward with the SLS, and then SLS two, three, four, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Vicky Miller says, "Reality is money does matter. Money does matter." And I'm not I'm not saying that it doesn't. I'm saying that there's things that are bigger than money. There's things that are bigger than us. Um, and money is important, and we need to take care of people on Earth as well. I totally, I totally see that. Um, but I also see the big picture, the huge picture, which is um, the the future of humanity is in the stars. 
Um, man, I want to contribute. Kristen says, I want to contribute to Starship program. I'm studying astrophysics right now and hopefully in a couple of years. Yeah, keep at it. Keep at it. Um, the, the thing you could do, you know, is contribute to the community, contribute to the, the content creators and the people that are super important. You know, the things that you're doing are important as well. Astrophysics, like I tried it. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Like I was, <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, this is cool, but way too much math. Very cool though. I'm an amateur well, I was an amateur, um, uh, uh, what's that word? Astro, not astrophysicist. I got something on my mic too, by the way, but I got to get this thing off. It's bugging me. There we go. Um, astrophotographer. There we go. Amateur astrophotographer. And it's beautiful and it's important. So keep, keep doing what you're doing. Like it's going to help in the future. Um, yeah. So keep, Keep doing it, man. Uh, hypersonic monkey brains. <laughs> awesome name, by the way. I want to see people in dome cities on the ocean floor. That would be cool, too. That would be cool, too. Explore everything. Like, I'm all for exploring everything. Like, I don't just want to go up. I want to go down. I want to go across. I want to go. There's a whole 3D realm, 4D, 5D realm that we need to explore. And, you know, we need to get out there. I think that's important. Um Elon and USSF in NASA are taking a serious look at nuclear propulsion. Michael, I think um, if they figure that out, I think it would be a huge, huge game changer. It's just that people are afraid of nuclear propulsion. You know, if they never said anything about it, you know, if it was like, okay, this is the the black ops SpaceX flight and nuclear propulsion, they figured it out, you know, um, and they just launch it up there and try to, you know, try to test it or whatever within the, the legal bounds, you know, the legal realm, get it far enough out into the solar system, and then they could test it out so it's not close to Earth. Um, the, I think it would be really cool because nuclear propulsion, if they could figure it out, we're going everywhere. My 14-year-old son wants to study engineering so he can work on Mars. Dude, that's cool. That's really cool. There's a whole generation of people that are um, 100% going to go to Mars. You know, I think it's going to be really cool. And that's the future, you know. Um, Marina says, uh, I don't mind SLS going, but its launch is so expensive. Artemis requires constant human presence on the moon. Not sure about the future of SLS in it. Yeah, and it'll change over time. You know, like that's that kind of stuff's going to change over time, too. Um, reducing fuel weight. Uh, Neil says reducing fuel weight, important. Yes, 100%. 100%. Get those people out there, and then you can have other stuff in your rocket if you want to, um, you know, launch big, big payloads, um, huge payloads, instead of having the whole ship. Basically, the whole ship is fuel, and then, like, the very top of SLS is a little tiny, little tiny people at the top, but the whole other part of it is, like, it's just fuel, and then it gets discarded into the ocean which is unfortunate but back then they didn't think about reusability the engineers didn't really like it wasn't really a thing yet when they started this whole program it was like just in the infancy phase of like reusing rockets because everyone's like eh, that's not gonna work like we've done it this way and it works that's why that's what sls is we've done it with this this and this technology it works we know it works the taxpayers aren't going to pay us multiple billions of dollars like we're not going to take that money multiple billions of dollars just to test these systems that might not work and then the whole thing gets scrapped but if you have these proven technologies 
like the the rockets from the space shuttle worked. So, oh, let's reuse those. Makes sense. And the other things, similar to Apollo program, gigantic rocket, little thing on top of people in it. That's what you do. So that's what they did. Uh, and fortunately, you know, it works. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully it works. Um, yeah. Launch is, yeah, the launch is going to be expensive though. I mean, the thing is, the thing is giant. Uh, why not at least land down the road across the border and hold up a big figure to the environmentalist? David Brandon says, <laughs> yeah, you just put a giant sign over there with a middle finger, <laughs> a giant billboard. <laughs> oh, that'd be horrible. That'd be a horrible thing. I mean, if I'm across the border, in Mexico, you can fly drones. So there's a there's a been some drone shots of Starship and the launch facility from Mexico. And from that area, it's totally fine to do that. But on the U.S. side, you have to go by U.S. regulations. So uh, you're not allowed to fly drones in the no-fly zone around Starship and Starbase. I looked into this. Like part of my my job as a content producer is also figuring out what I can and can't do. So f- being on the side of Highway 4 is totally fine. Being on the dunes is fine. Just don't go crazy. Don't go outside of the the environmental zone there. Don't go into the endangered zone. Um, so doing that, uh, totally cool. But flying a drone, not cool at all. So, But if you're on the Mexican side, there are certain parts where you can just fly a drone. And I've seen footage from the Mexican side uh, pointing over at Starbase. And I, dude, I thought about it. I thought about going to Mexico with a drone during the launch and filming for Mexico, but getting down to that area, um, I'm not sure how to do it. And I don't know if it's accessible to regular people like near Starship and like, you know, where I'm at right now, like I'm in Brownsville, so I'm 20 miles away from Starship, 25 miles away, whatever, somewhere around there. Um, the, the fact that it's it's a toss up of where to go, you know, for a drone flight. So, and Texas is really weird about drone flights too, unless you're a commercial drone operator. So, uh, that's one thing that you have to think about too when you're doing all these, uh, when you're doing live stuff and when you're filming Starbase and things. Um, do you think that 100 people per starship is a bit too much, uh, Christian? I think that's a lot. I think it's a lot. That's going to be packed. Um, but if you think about it, there are explorers. So back in the day, you know, like boats that would cross the seas, hundreds of people would be on those boats. It would be a horrible place to be. You know, there'd be rats. You know, people would die from uh, plagues and stuff on the boat because there's so many people packed in. But also 100 people in a starship, that's a lot. So I'm thinking Neil and I did a, a podcast about this a long time ago, about how many people we think could be in the uh, the launch of a starship. And we came up with a number between 12 and 16 or something like that, the uh, starship to to Mars. And I have to find that podcast because it's really cool. Um, and I want to take a clip from it and post it up again because it's a little bit older, but it's still relevant. And I, I got to post up a clip of it. But we thought it was going to be somewhere around there, like somewhere between like it was like 12 and 20, somewhere in that area. Um, but yeah, I, I think 100 is a lot of people on a starship. I've seen a starship pretty close. It's a big thing, and a hundred people in there would be a lot of people. <laughs> that is, it's packed in there like sardines. Plus, you're in a tin can, you know, like you're in a steel can, you're in a tube. So, a hundred people in there is just—I think that's too many, you know. 
um, to go out in a solar system. Uh, but maybe local flights, you know, hundred, hundred people from like New York to Tokyo would be okay. But still that's, you know, it's a big ship. So there's a lot of it that's not used for people too. So packing people in, uh, would be pretty, it'd be pretty tight, but it's also like an airliner, you know, like you're pretty tight in an air in a plane too. Um, Humanity, social, environmental problems cannot be solved by throwing money at it. Yeah, I agree, Michael. 100%. Um, Marina says, I think it's natural when they have some idea for spaceflight, like reusability. They grow and more confident and capable of thinking about nuclear propulsion and other more advanced ones. I agree. Yeah. The more the more people get into this industry, too, the more ideas we have. So it's like if you put, you know, there's like, let's just say 100,000 people in the spaceflight industry right now. And let's just say there's 10,000 engineers okay ten thousand engineers what if we had a million engineers we'd have a lot more stuff done so more people need to become engineers to have better ideas super smart people people like elon who have the idea of reusable rockets like he's one in a zillion people you know like people like him don't come along and people that are you know very good at business stuff too you know he has his team his team helps him out with the business stuff there's haters going to hate on Elon for his business stuff, but he gets the job done and he makes rockets that actually work. So very cool. hundred people for point to point on earth. NC Davis says, um, point to point on earth. Isn't unreasonable for a long-term moon or further. It needs to come down. Once infrastructure is in place, it can go back up, but not to 100. Yeah, I think so too. I, that's a lot of people in that tube. Like it's big. But point to point would be okay, I think. But it's still going to be, it's still pretty, um, still be pretty packed in there because most of that ship isn't for people, you know. Um, maybe multiple starships could launch in synchronization, travel together, allowing spacewalks between them. One could be dedicated to leisure, one for supplies, one for accommodation. That would be sick. That's like a huge space station that's just flying through the solar system. How cool would that be? So it's like Battlestar Galactica. Have you ever seen that show? You ever seen Battlestar Galactica? My favorite sci-fi show ever. Um, they have different ships that do different things. So they have like a leisure ship and they have like uh, a fuel ship and they have like all these other ships. So it's basically like Battlestar Galactica, but not with the fighting of Cylons and the, you know, the drums and the there's no tension. You know, we're not going to find this. We're not going to build the Cylons. Maybe Elon will. Oh my God. What if Elon is building Battlestar Galactica in real life because the Tesla bot could be a Cylon and then Starship is Battlestar Galactica. There we go. We figured it out. Whew. That was a tough one. <laughs> that was a tough one. Okay. Um, you can pack 100 people, Michael Maxey says, uh, into a Starship. Uh, most of them slept for most of the trip to Mars. Yeah, that's true. If if not a lot of people are eating and doing other stuff and moving around a lot, like I would sleep. I mean, six months, right? Three to six months, somewhere around there um, or more. So six months, put me in a, you know, sleep induced coma or whatever. I'll be one of those people. I'll sleep for six months. That'd be cool. Much better to have a million engineers than a million retail workers. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um Nuclear engines will change everything, free up all that space taken up by the fuel tanks. Yeah. And then you could put thousands of people in a starship. Maybe you could put, you know, 500 people, maybe. 
Uh, I think it's amazing how Mr. Musk is always thinking what's next. Bob Brake, I agree with you. It's always him and his team are always thinking about what's next. And that's what's amazing about SpaceX and Starship. Woo, that's cold. Uh, okay. So I think that's going to be it for today, guys. Thank you so much for um, the conversation. I really do appreciate it. And I really do love to talk with you guys about this stuff because it's awesome. It's fun to talk about Elon's uh, um, future endeavors and all, all the things that are happening with SLS and happening with, um, you know, all, all the things that are happening with spaceflight. Tune in again on Wednesday at noon. Also, if you could give me a like real quick, helps so much. Subscribe to the channel. Helps so much. These are commercial free. Uh, throughout the show. So I do these for about an hour, spend a little bit of time on them. So if you could give me a like, it's free, takes a second, really helpful. You don't understand how helpful it is to the algorithm and for YouTube to pick up videos like this. So we can have more conversations like this in the future. So if you liked it, thank you. If you subbed, thank you more. And if you super chatted, thank you the most. JR Moore, thank you so much for your $20 super chat. Happy Cappy again. 20 NC Davis with the one coming in hot. James with the five. Debs with the two. Thank you so much, everybody, for the super chats, helping out the show, helping me out, and helping us continue to do these shows from Brownsville Starship area at Starbase area down here in Texas. So thank you. Have a great day, everybody. And also, I want to say thank you to yours app. And also, check out starshipshirts.com. I'm going to post a link in the chat. Starshipshirts.com. Starship shirts. <laughs> That's what I just said. Starshipshirts.com. We just dropped a new Starship shirt. Um, right now, let's see. You get 20% off right away. You do your stuff. And we were talking about, you know, Apollo program and all the other great old school flight, Neil and Michael and Buzz. Cool shirt, man. Neil, actually. Neil in chat. Neil Thorne designed this shirt. Neil, NASA Apollo 11, Neil and Michael and Buzz unisex shirt. You can get it for men and women. But there you go. Super easy. Super clean. You want to look cool and have little, you know, have little style with you. Like this guy, he's like, hmm. you could be that guy. You could be cool like him and have the shirt because it's also a thing that, you know, like sometimes you don't want to have a big rocket on your shirt. Sometimes you don't want to have something, you know, gaudy on your shirt. You just want to pay respect to the people that have uh, pushed forward space flight. And that's what this shirt is all about. We're paying homage to those people. We have shirts about, you know, Max Q. That's a new one as well. We just dropped this one the other day. Max Q. Sick, we had a Max Q hat. I have a Max Q hat right over there, actually. And this is a redesign, a better design with a rocket in it. So Neil did that one. You can also look cool like this guy. Same guy, different shirt. <laughs> then we also have all sorts of fun things. This is my favorite one, though. I have this shirt, and I like to wear it around. Uh, Voyage to Mars, short sleeve shirt. Cramped, dangerous, difficult, you might die. And those are Elon Musk's words. Cramped, dangerous, difficult, you might die. So if you want to, pick up a shirt. Helps out the show. Helps us out. Keep doing these shows and creating content. Go to Starbase. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everybody who's been showing up today. And the Yours app. Yoursapp.com slash space. Mindfulness made easy for everybody. Rejuvenate your body, mind, and soul with musical soundscapes, meditation, sleep stories, and advice from expert psychologists. Thank you. Starshipchurch.com and yours app.
com slash space. Get 60% off when you check it out. Sleep, meditation, advice, psychology, body music. Go to sleep, everybody. Go to sleep with your zap. com slash space. Thank you. Take care. Let me hit the button. And we're going to, you know what? We're going to thank some of the people that have helped us out. David Littlejohn, William Contino, Virginia, Gary, Debs, Mick, Tonic Fox Gaming, Dennis. This isn't everybody. This this is some uh, some people that have helped us out. Meg, Aris, Stefan, Sam, uh, Sammy, Sam Can, uh, Jack Savage, Money Flex Life, Neil Thorne, Dave, et cetera, et cetera. The, the list kind of cuts off there. I don't know why. I'm figuring it out. But I'll fix it Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That is, uh, those are our times. Noon CST. Uh, and we have our latest and greatest subscribers right there. Dave Morales, thank you so much. Gary, thank you so much for becoming a sub. And Patty, thanks for becoming a sub. And we have a Twitch channel too. So check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash space news pod and Twitter at space news pod these are all the commercials at the end i like this this is much better than doing it at the beginning of the show or middle of the show i'd rather do it at the end so thank you so so much for all your support take care everybody have a great day and i'll see you next time wednesday at noon cst on the space news pod